Hey everybody, welcome back to Elevated Office. My name is Eric McGrew and today in episode 21 of season 2, we are going to be talking about some of the rigging gear that I like to use and what I like about it. Each of these episodes after this for the next few episodes is going to be focused on one particular piece of equipment, what I like about it, what you might want to consider with it, and this might be a very specific piece of equipment or it might be a category. For instance, today we are going to talk about slings and what you might want to consider with that and things like that. Before we get into the topic though, let's talk about our sponsors for the show. So, of course, we have GapArborSupply.com. They've been a uh, supporter of the show for a while now, and I am super stoked to have them as a supporter. They are more than just a supply company. They actually know what they're doing. They know what they're talking about. They have a lot of communication with their ambassadors, such as myself and Zigzag Man and various others who are really giving feedback to both Kyle and Ray and, and also Austin when they talk to them. So they have a touch with, they are in touch with the real life workings of arborists and climbers today. Kyle is a longtime climber and Ray also has a lot of experience in the arborist industry and they go beyond what is needed or what would normally be, you know, considered reasonable a lot of times to help you out with your shipping and get you what you need. So go check out gaparborsupply.com. If you can't find something on their site, talk to, um, call in, talk to Kyle and Ray, and, um, you can get some info for an idea of what might best suit you. Definitely. If you can check out gaparborsupply.com competitive prices, great quality, excellent customer service. Also for this show, we have weaverarborist.com. I'm super stoked to be working in conjunction with Weaver. We're working on some new products. Of course, we're reanalyzing some of their current products, trying to make them um, even more better suited for the modern climber. And they already have a ton of good stuff for modern climbers. Yeah, um, some people know of them and think of them as their first climbing saddle. Well, don't get stuck on that. The new Denali's are pretty impressive, and also they have the Cavern gear bag, which is really nice. Um, that's my go-to gear bag right now. I love, really, really love their current um, new rendition of the rope bags that they have, and we are working on a number of other products that you guys hopefully will see here in the relatively near future. So go check out weaverarborist.com, and if you want Weaver products, you can get those through Gap Arbor Supply as well. Also, we now have a new sponsor, which is arbshirts.com. Arbshirts and I are working together. You can buy my designs through arbshirts.com. Uh, go check out arbshirts.com. This is not just a job for most of us. It's really a lifestyle. So if you go to arbshirts.com, you can get arborist-oriented and tree climber-oriented gear for not only you, but also for your um, crew, for your wife, your kids, whatever. And you can purchase that through them. And by doing so, you're, supply, you're supporting arborists in the industry and you're also helping support Elevated Office. So um, let's get on to slings. So the thing about slings is that there is a ton of slings out there. And 
There are things that aren't quite slings that can be used as slings, and there is the most simple and basic sling of all, which is just a piece of rope. So before we get talking about rigging gear and what you might want to get or what you might want to think about, please know that no matter the best quality rigging gear you buy, no matter who's using what, no matter how much you spend on rigging kit, if you don't know the basic principles of vector forces and load forces and dynamic forces and things like that, um, what, how to accurately calculate forces and weight, then you are going to be wasting your money, right? You're not going to be any safer if you use a good piece of equipment in a wrong situation than if you use the bad piece of equipment in a wrong situation. The fact of the matter is, is that if it's the wrong situation, it's going to most likely be bad, okay? If the treetop breaks out, it doesn't matter how good the sling was that you bought or the pulley, it doesn't matter, or the rope you're using, you've got to make good decisions. So please go check out books and DVDs. There's a number of them out there. Um, I, I've had some good mentors. I do a lot of reading. There's best management practices books. There's um, the DVD set, Tree Worker DVD set that you can look at. Uh, Mark Chisholm, of course, has Tree Buzz articles that he's written in. That guy can rig. So go check those out and learn how to be a good calculated rigging arborist before you go buy tons of equipment. All right. So that's just um, a, a note to get started with. But today with slings, we're going to talk about some of the slings I use, why I use them, and why I don't just stick with one sling. I've um, heard a bunch of guys talk about slings, and they're like, yeah, I've got a pocket sling, and that's what I use, and all my stuff's on pocket slings. Technically, there's nothing wrong with that, and I'm not ever going to say, well, that's crazy, because some guys are making that work. However, I will say that pocket slings, while I have them, and they're great, are not the best option for every use. So currently I'm running a 5.8 pocket sling, um, 5.8 diameter 10x pocket sling that uh, GapArborSupply.com made for me. They they make them in-house. They're called SARS slings. Um, soft anchor retrievable something or another or something like that. Sling, maybe. Um, good slings. And I love them. I use them quite a bit. But here's the thing. With the um, soft anchor or pocket slings, what can happen is you can, between one stitching or, you know, um, between one braiding of one pocket and the braiding of the next pocket, oftentimes you can't fit it in the one that fits tightest to the branch or trunk, but the next one gives you a lot of headspace between the block and the trunk maybe eight inches or something like that, six inches. Now that might not sound like a bunch, but when you do the work that I'm doing, and I'm sure most of you are as well, at least some of it, I get a lot of jobs where the branches that I'm having to remove off of very large cottonwoods and willow trees and elm trees are right on the house. I mean, the, there's no way I could fully negative rig that piece and have any extra room. Um, a pocket sling is not going to work. And yeah, it sounds great to tip tie and kind of, you know, um, trolley it over. 
because of the way some of these trees are set up and the brittleness of them, that's not always an option for me either. So what I need is I need something that cinches right up against the trunk. And because of that, while I do love my pocket slings and when I'm doing a lot of quick rigging um, to get big dead out of um, old trees and I'm moving around a lot, a, a pocket sling may be exactly what I go to. Uh, the dead eye slings are, or a loopy sling might be the better option. Um, I love dead eye slings because you can just draw that, that eye really close up to the trunk and then you can put a timber hitch or a cow hitch with a better half or whatever on it. And now you've got something that gives you absolutely no extra headspace, right? The only headspace you have is the stitching of the eye and then the attachment point of the pulley. I mean, that's all you've got, right? So in certain scenarios, that's really what you want because you don't want them to swing over real hard. You don't want them to drop down any um, in a negative uh, um, motion or anything like that. Um, so loopies are good. Um, I don't really have many loopies. I have one on a safe block. I use, I don't like the safe block a whole lot. Um, I know a lot of people are like, that's sacrilege. Um, I have my reasons. I can talk about that in the future, but I, the loopy sling that's on it, it, it works well. It, I like the principle of it. Um, so loopy slings are great. I, nothing beats in my opinion. Uh, if I'm not going to use a pocket sling, a, just a dead eye sling is, is just great, right? I, I love dead eye slings. You can make a dead eye sling out of an old piece of rigging rope. That's not all chewed up. Um, you know, like all ropes, certain sections of rope tend to get more worn than others. So, um, in my rigging lines, what sections I have left, I might make short, uh, rigging slings out of, and you can use, uh, doubled up barrel knots, or you can use, um, what's it called? Uh, a bowline. Now a bowline or an Alpine butterfly are going to give you, of course, your diminished strength in line because of the tie-off. Uh, a fisherman's knot or a, a barrel knot's going to do the same thing. That's versus using um, a stitched eye, of course. But in a pinch, if you need it and you need it for light rigging, then that might be perfectly fine for what you're doing. And you're reusing your old rigging line, right? I mean, or climb line even at times depending on what kind of rigging you're talking about doing and how big and whatnot but always make sure that you're within the ranges of what it can do now tying off a bowline on a piece of rope is going to give you more headspace it's bulkier it's not going to sit as nicely against the tree trunk or the branch or you know whatever uh, barrel knots a little bit smaller and more compact it's going to cinch down real tight and it's going to be really hard to get it off same thing with an alpine butterfly so keep all of that in mind um, depending on what you're doing but i really do like just dead eye slings i like the pocket sling and when i don't need something that heavy that big um, i often use just loop runners loop runners are amazing they are super handy. There's various links you can get them in. Some of them you can get custom made for different links and things like that. Um, they are handy for small rigging false crotches. They're also super handy for um, 
tying off the piece that you're dropping so that you don't have to constantly tie off a knot around the um, branch or the piece of wood that you're dropping. If it's not that big, you can just throw a loop runner around it or maybe two if you want to make sure it has extra good um, cinching on it. Like um, some of the Aspen wood, I do that because it's chalky and it's kind of slick. And two uh, loop runners cinch down on it a little bit more and it just makes it more stable. And then, of course, it allows your carabiner to be attached to a knot or an eye at the end of your rigging line. And therefore, you're not inappropriately side-loading carabiners and whatnot for um, rigging. But you're not having to redundantly and time-consumingly retie a knot every time. You just sling the carabiner on the end of the loop runner around, girth itch it through, clip it to the loop. It goes down. Now your groundy's not untying knots. He's just unclipping a carabiner, ungirth itching, clipping back to the uh, loop at the end of your uh, rigging line and sending it back up. So definitely good options to have. Another thing to think about is the different sizes of rope that you want. So I have a dead eye sling in half inch uh, rigging line by Samson. I have a dead eye sling in three quarter inch and I have a dead eye sling in five eighths inch. And then I have a three quarter inch 10x pocket sling for my porter wrap and then i have a 5 8 inch 10x pocket sling for my isc pulley and i like those they work really well um it, you know some one of the reasons you would want to have different sling ropes or you know diameter sizes is so that you don't become overconfident with a weaker, something's going to be the weak link. If you have a one inch 10X rope or three, seven, I mean, three quarter inch 10X sling, and then you put a um, Prusik tending pulley on the end of it, amazingly enough, people are like, oh, I can handle, and it can't. It, it's not going to handle that. Um, I know that's a super exaggerated form, but if you have a dead eye sling that's one inch or three quarter inch, for instance, you know, heavy braided rope that's good for rigging, you know, tons and tons of weight. And then you have a half inch sheave pulley on it that can't handle that weight. You have to be careful that you're not basing your rigging measurements on what the sling can handle but what the pulley can actually handle. So I try to always balance my slings and my pulleys with what is a balanced amount of um, force that they can handle. Now, that's not always the case. Like I'll use the half-inch ISC sheave block on a, um, what's it called, a um, loop runner sometimes just because it's a smooth running pulley and you know, I'm not rigging that heavy, but I need a pulley and it's a pulley and it'll fit and it's, you know, whatever. So, um, keep that in mind. It's always a little bit of lenience there, but I try to keep them somewhat balanced and I keep various styles for various needs of use. Um, another sling that I use that a lot of people evidently haven't really thought about is an adjustable friction saver. Um, this would be mild and light rigging, not heavy duty rigging, 
But it's great that you can take that prusik and you can adjust it to cinch around a, a trunk or a um, tree branch. And then you can basically do a timber hitch with the tail of it. And that way it's hard for the, um, the prusik to slide because now the tail's locked off. And now you have a adjustable crotch, false crotch, wherever you need it in the tree. And um, this all being said, you should know that I do 98% false crotch rigging. Uh, I don't really ever use natural crotch rigging. I, I don't. F I like consistency. And as you move up and down a tree or further out from in, um, whatever crotch you might have near you might be very different than the one your um, rope handler or groundy was just managing rope with. And it becomes a, a lot more guesswork. Whereas for, and I'll give you a brief ex ex um, example, like in elm trees here, some crotches are really like U shaped and great. And then some are really tight and narrow, almost, you know, inclusions. And they're strong enough to drop a very small tip of a branch out without it hitting the skylight on a house. And I would put my false crotch in that same crotch, but the problem is it's so tight that rope gets squeezed harder through there and it becomes inconsistent. So that being said, when you use the same pulley and the same rope over and over again in the same slings, you learn how they work and they move and things because more headspace on a sling is going to make the rope move differently and create more forces than if it's cinched up against the branch and there's no headspace. So um, I try to keep things fairly consistent for me and for the groundies. And that seems to help have really smooth flowing uh, rigging that keeps me from being shaken too much or accidentally being pulled out of a tree or something breaking unexpectedly. So yeah, that's what I do. Um, hopefully that's beneficial for you guys. Hopefully it helps you out. So uh, pocket slings are great. Loopies are great. Um, the, just a dead eye sling is a great option, of course, which the, these are all things you've probably heard of, but maybe these ideas as to why are good for you. And of course, never underestimate just loop runners. I love those things for, um, false crotches, especially for light and mild rigging. Um, and they become really handy with devices such as the rigging wrench and things like that, which we'll talk about in the future. Also, with the adjustable friction saver as a um, uh, sling, you can actually use it without a block. You can run the rope directly through the rings, and um, you wouldn't want to do that a ton because you don't want to load force those rings more than they should be, and it's going to start grooving those rings if you use it a lot. I usually attach a block or something to it, but you can, in a pinch, do that if you need a redirect or whatnot. And it's just a really quick and easy way to do so. So I hope that helps you guys out. Please don't forget to check out our sponsors, GapArborSupply.com, WeaverArborist.com, and ArbShirts.com. And I'll see you guys in episode 22, where we're going to talk about blocks for rigging. <laughs>